When you're postpartum, it's important to continue being mindful of what you're eating since you've also got your little one's health to consider. It's also important to be alert and constantly on the lookout for evidence of any allergies or problems so you can adjust your diet if needed to suit your baby. In this episode, I speak with Nava Simka, a certified holistic health and nutrition coach, maternity coach and massage therapist, who had some great tips and insights on nutrition for new mums. You'll also hear tips on how to help them when they're experiencing problems such as bloating, diarrhea and constipation. I'm infant massage instructor Helen Thompson. Hello and welcome to First Time Mums Chat. Being a parent for the first time is challenging and changes your life in every way imaginable. To help ease your transition into parenthood, I aim to offer supportive, holistic approaches and insights for mums of babies aged four weeks to 10 months old. My goal is to assist you to become the most confident parent you can and smooth out the bumps along the way. This podcast is brought to you by My Baby Massage. So let's do this together. This podcast is for informational purposes only and does not constitute medical advice. Please contact a medical practitioner if you are concerned or have any medical issues. Hi Nava and welcome to First Time Mums Chat. I'm delighted to have you here because I have a passion for natural remedies because I teach baby massage and I really love natural remedies. So can we just start by you telling me what you're passionate about? Sure. So... My name is Nava Simka, and I'm very, very passionate about holistic remedies and taking care of our bodies in the best way possible. So usually what I help people do is to build simplified plans. So that way, whatever their health goals are, whether it's getting off of medications or weight management, I help them to build a plan that isn't reliant on products or workout videos, just something that's easy to follow regardless of if they have three babies, just one baby, little babies, or older children, we make it work for them. That sounds amazing, because I'm a great believer in what we put into our body is really important. So it's it's good to eat healthy and understand, particularly nausea for a mom who's maybe having morning sickness, and what we can help our bodies to do to relieve that nausea naturally rather than going to the doctor and then giving us drugs so have you got any tips on on that yes so my favorite go-to is peppermint and ginger but Mm. fresh a lot of people go for the dried herbs which is not bad at all but the fresher you have more of the properties in there and then you're getting it at its peak of nutrition which I love so usually what I'll recommend moms to do is just to make a really nice tea and you can even mix the two and add a little lemon and it's a refreshing drink that really helps with the nausea and getting that hydration in Mm -hmm. as well as getting more magnesium in your body so mangoes watermelon those kind of fruits will really help to bring down the nausea but make your body feel so much better yeah magnesium is good i know that it helps get your body re-energized it helps your bones and it helps your muscles and 
Yes, it's wonderful after a workout, especially when you got a lot of that lactic acid buildup in your muscles. Taking that just, ugh, it's wonderful. <laughs> yeah, and I love ginger tea. And when I get a cold, I, I make myself a concoction of lemon and ginger and honey tea. And I sometimes put a bit of thyme in it as well. And that oh, really helps. In the States, it's not a common herb that you buy every day in the kitchen. It's available, mm-hmm. but you just don't think about it. <laughs> So you mentioned mint and peppermint tea. How would you make tea with fresh peppermint? Because I've got stacks in my garden and if it helps with nausea and sickness for a first time mom, I'd be curious to know how to make that. Yes. So it's actually very simple. As you know, boiling the water and you literally just put the leaves in there. In Israel, when they typically serve their teas, they just have the fresh leaves floating around in there. And it's a really beautiful glass Mm, cup that you would have. But you just rip the uh, leaf a little bit or let it steep long enough so that the oils can come out. And then if you would like, you can add some honey to it. Or I like to add a little bit of maple syrup or coconut sugar because it's a lower glycemic um, Mm. sweetener, but it's delicious. And so, yeah, that's how I like to do it. Mm, that sounds intriguing. I might try that with my yeah. got stacks of mint in the garden. So I know you said you've got lots of natural remedies for so many different topics and so many different things, but I'm thinking more of the babies, the yeah. mums who have got babies and the mums who might need help with their babies who have got diarrhea and things like that. So what sort of natural remedies would you sort of recommend for those kind of things? So with a baby with diarrhea, first things first, making sure that they have plenty of fluids because sometimes that's linked to dehydration. But then if the mother is still nursing, giving them that breast milk and making sure that they're staying away from any allergens. So like dairy, for example, cow's milk tends to be an inflammatory. So trying to keep them away. Yeah. And then with kids, bananas, rice, apples, toast, that is one quick way to help them. They'll eat those things and help stop the diarrhea because the main thing is most of the time it's dehydration with the babies. But if they're really not feeling good and it's not dehydration, it could be greasy foods or it's just too much fiber in their food. So making sure that they're having something that is solid in there. So maybe it's like some potatoes or something like that. And then also with sugar, if the baby has too much sugar, because I know a lot of kid drinks nowadays, they tend to put sugar than necessary, that can cause a child to have diarrhea. So you really don't want them to have any more sugar while they're doing that. Just flushing their system completely is key. So I'm good at thinking of what kind of a, a mom who's breastfeeding eat to support their baby's whole body nutrition. So they help their baby gets good nutrition all around. So with a new mother who's nursing their baby, first things first, if their baby is showing signs of discomfort, <coughs> it could be that something the mother is eating is may causes allergic reaction to the baby. So keeping track of what she's eating, really realize what's going on with the baby. For example, I cannot eat raw um, Vidalia onions with our four-month-old baby. It gives him gas completely. But fruits and vegetables are key to helping that baby get exactly what they need. In the morning, you want to have the fruit and those starches to give you and the baby energy. And then at night, you want to start with a little more of the not so sweet vegetables that really helps out. And that just gives that balance. And being careful of foods that causes gas within the baby. Um, so that way the baby is not feeling uncomfortable. And then if you're noticing that, then using anise oil will help just to relax the tummy for bloating and diarrhea and constipation, those kind of things within the baby. 
that's kind of good because I think a lot of mums don't quite know what to eat for themselves because and you mentioned cow's milk as well and I I know from my childcare background that you're not supposed to actually give babies cow's milk until they're yes. at least 12 months old. Yes, and that is correct. But some mothers, they don't know that information or they think, okay, well, maybe this is okay because it's soft. Maybe it's starting to eat solids. So understanding that, but also understanding that if you're ingesting that in your system, the effects of it still can reach your baby. Uh, so mm-hmm. being mindful of that, that if you have a history of family members who are um, allergic to it or have a bad reaction to it, lactose intolerant, you want to be careful about eating it because you don't know what your baby is experiencing and allergies that may form. Yeah, you've got kids yourself, haven't you? Yes, we have four children, nine, six, two, and four months. <laughs> So from your own experience with your mm-hmm. four months old, particularly, because that's the sort of age range we're talking about, what kind of things are you doing to support your baby with breastfeeding and everything from your own experience? So what I do every day is I make sure that I get enough water. I cannot stress that enough. So first thing in the morning, I cleanse my system with two cups of water. I try to get about 16 ounces right away. And then from there, I try to stay within fruits in the morning, fruits and vegetables in the afternoon, vegetables in the evening. And I just continue getting water and tea throughout the day. The tea provides extra herbs, antioxidants, and phytonutrients that the baby needs, as well as other healing properties, depending on the tea that I'm drinking, as well as with the water flushing my system. And then understanding the fruits and vegetables and what they provide, the type of energy, the type of nutrition, as well as I take stuff for immunity support. So whether it's elderberry or colloidal silver, making sure that I'm getting those antibiotics, the natural ones, obviously. So that way it sets my body up to help protect the baby because we are the baby's defense immune system as of right now, as they're building up. Um, So that's what I typically do. I try to just focus on how can I best serve him? And I don't drink any caffeine during this time frame because it does affect the baby in many different ways that it's not the best way possible. I try to be careful about the type of sugar that I have because when you have cane sugar, it lowers your immune system for at least four hours. And I I don't want that to affect my baby who's building his immune system. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. these are things that I, I work on to be mindful about. That's interesting. You talk about cane sugar because it's something that I've cut out of my diet completely. I just have coconut sugar and natural maple syrup, not the maple syrup that you get in a supermarket, but yes. it's the pure Canadian mm-hmm. maple syrup, which is very good. It yeah. is. Uh, my father-in-law, he taps trees and he'll send us stuff down every now and then, which he loved it. And then we're going to get into tapping trees down here in the area that we're at. But pure maple syrup, grade B has more of the nutrients in it than grade A. So I highly recommend people to get the grade B. But whatever you can find, as long as it's real maple syrup, mm. it has wonderful properties that it's definitely worth having. So have you got any other tips? I do baby massage, as you know, and when a baby's teasing, I can do certain massage techniques that can help them with teasing. Naturally, what kind of things would you recommend for a baby who's teasing? From a food angle, is there anything that you'd recommend for a kid if they're having trouble with teasing and their gums are sore and they just want to suck on something? So when it comes to teething, there isn't a whole lot of natural things that they can eat. Mm -hmm. You really just want to keep 
cool things for them, you know, so um, there are some beautiful teething um, rings that are non-toxic, BPA-free that you could just put in the refrigerator and then let it get cool and let them chew on that. And then chamomile and lavender used topically, it really helps just help them to calm down when they're teething. And then just the, the mild sedative effects they're non-toxic but it gives that baby that soothing thing now if you want to try you could do a drop of clove oil as long as it's food grade clove oil and put it on their gums because that will give it a numbing sensation but you want to be very careful because it can taste weird so babies can be fussy and then if your family even though it's rare if your family has an allergen to clove you want to be careful about using that but it can help when you put it right on the gums topically I've heard so many pros and cons about amber necklaces. Some parents have told me that they're great. They really, really loved them. And other parents have said, oh, no, it didn't work for my baby. It's a very interesting topic because sometimes they work and sometimes they don't from what I'm picking up. I agree. And I think it's where you get them from, what kind of amber. This is something that I haven't fully dug into to know completely the science, to be mm-hmm. honest. But it is very intriguing because I notice that a lot of parents where you'll see, for example, I'll see like the lighter amber necklaces. And those are the parents that I see. They're like, OK, this works wonderful. Whereas the darker ones, I haven't heard much of anything. So it seems like there might be a correlation in the type of amber, but I would have to do more research on that. Yeah, I'm sort of thinking if the baby's sucking the necklace and if it's safe. Those are just my own mm-hmm. personal feelings on it. I'm not saying I don't like them. I'm not saying they don't work, but I'm sort mm-hmm. of thinking more of the safety aspect for the baby because if they're sucking on something and pulling on something they could swallow and I'm a little bit cautious. And that's completely understandable. From what I've noticed, a lot of babies don't even bother it or, you know, notice it's there. It's there, but I never see a baby pulling on it. But I do understand the safety aspect of it because if you do have a very curious baby who could pull on it, the beads, it can pop and then they can, you know, put them in their mouth, potentially choke. So it's really understanding your child and where they are. For our children, we have not used the amber beads, not particularly for that reason, but they just, honestly, they just been troopers. You know? like, yeah, uh, you're nice. Uh, so we just didn't think about it. And then we see it, like, yeah, amber necklace. So I like clove oil, chamomile, lavender. Those are things that I know is safe and it works really well. When I'm teaching baby massage, I encourage mm-hmm. parents not to use essential oils unless they've been um, certified by aromatherapists. I think essential oils are great, but I think it's something to say to mums, you're welcome to use essential oils, but just be cautious when you do. You don't know what's in them. Also, they're very strong as well, and they have a very strong sense for the baby. And I think they need to smell you and they need to have your, your touch rather than too much of the essential oil. And you're correct. The fact that especially when they're younger, you want to be very, very careful with essential oils and what you're using. So getting that education from an aromatherapist to say, okay, this can be used and how to dilute it properly. And mm-hmm. then making sure it's the right grade of essential oil is key. So the safest thing that I like to recommend that I know that everyone can do is just giving the baby something cool that's safe to chew on their gums. Mm-hmm. And then also, honestly, if you wash your hands, I know my hands are clean. And so it helps him to to just get that relief. And so if you're willing to nurse your baby, that's something that we've done that's worked really well and helped him to feel just at ease because he's cutting his first tooth right now and our girls were the same way. <laughs> How old did you say your son was? Four months? Uh, so yes, he's four months. 
that seems to be quite young to get your first tooth coming in. But every baby's different. It comes when they're ready. Our children have cut at four months. Every last one. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah, just early. <laughs> so are there any other tips that you'd like to share? We've mentioned a nausea. We've mentioned the teasing. We mentioned diarrhea. So when it comes to nutrition, I host a class for mommies to help them really bounce back after having the baby and understanding how to get their body in the nutritional shape to give the baby the best um, nutrition that they need. And so what we do is that we do a, I hate to use the word detox because of the fact that it has a commercial connotation, mm, but really what it is, it's a lifestyle change that is slow and steady. Cause there is a difference between detox and cleanse. You know, what people think of a detox is that's really a cleanse. Whereas a detox is something that's a complete lifestyle change, dealing with fruits, vegetables, herbs, and water. You know, very simple, nothing harmful, no crazy um, amount of herbs that will cause harm to you or your baby. So in the program, what we do is that we just go step-by-step step from cleaning out the cabinets um, from junky food to start adding new foods in that are healthy seeds, nuts, fruits, vegetables, those kind of things. And we just really go through the process so the whole family can be on board. And it helps the mom to have the best health that they could possibly have and meet their weight goals and get back to their pre-baby weight, but then also helping the baby ensure that they have all the nutrients they need through the best milk and through just mom giving the baby exactly the foods, you know, learning how to make the foods for the baby. This is something that we include in that program. With learning how to make foods for babies, a lot of moms go out to the supermarkets and buy pureed food. Yes. And I know it's an easy way of quickly giving your baby a f- food, but to me, they're full of sugar. Yes. And you don't know what preservatives are in there. So there are quick ways of pureeing food. You don't mm-hmm. have to go to the supermarket to do that I know you can puree broccoli pumpkin puree and just give it to your baby so just puree the food for your baby that you're giving your family and it doesn't have to be pureed either Yes, um, that's exactly right. When it comes down to it, we usually give our children exactly what we're eating. So if we have sweet potato, baby will have sweet potato too. And then usually once we know they don't have any allergies, we'll add a little bit of cinnamon or something to just, it ups nutritional value, but it adds some additional flavor. And it's really affordable to do. It doesn't cost much at all to mm, make it. It's yeah. actually cheaper to make it than it would to buy it in a jar. And you're getting the baby exactly what they need without extra toxins in their body. And you know what's going into it as well. So you know Mm -hmm. it's safe. Because when I do baby-led weanings with babies, I give them a bit of a mixture. Sometimes I just cook broccoli really, really soft and put a bit of broccoli on the plate or on the tray. Or I might give them a bit of tomato. I'd give them probably two or three different things to try and just let them suck it and let them play with it. And if they don't want to eat it, so be it. You're giving them them an opportunity (laughs) to taste it and to suck it and... You know, still getting the nutrients. It's wonderful to give them that variety. That's a perfect way to do it. Just giving them a multiple variety of foods and letting them explore, especially as they get older, they're going to start to show you, okay, I don't like this. I like this. Our Mm two-year-old, she falls out when she doesn't like something. It's very humorous to watch her just fall back in her chair. (laughs) If you give them the choice when they're young, then you're also encouraging them to enjoy food. Yes. And giving them different things to try. And if they don't like it, well, that's fine. They might like it the following week. They may not particularly like the broccoli 
on the Tuesday, but if you give it to the, the following you know, week, they might decide they like it. Yes. Kids, are, they're fickle in that way. They like it one day and next day they don't, and then they come back. But that's the beauty of childhood. They had the opportunity to learn. Yeah, I think so. And I think giving them that opportunity to learn with, with natural stuff is, is so important because there's so much out there that isn't natural. And I think to encourage children to eat naturally when they're young will be a good step for them when they get older because they'll bring their children up the natural way and teaching them when they're young is is really important. I think that's what you're good at with your lovingtemple.com, because I've looked at your website and it it is very good. You encourage parents to do the natural way of doing things. And that's the way it should be. Lovingmytemple.com is all about focusing on the best way possible to love yourself better self-care, but then also for your families as well. Mm -hmm. You're building a better legacy for your family so that you're not continuing poor eating habits that we've learned from our ancestors back. So really just being mindful in how we're eating is key. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you on that. I think that's so important because a lot of moms don't do that. And I think it's so valuable to have somebody like you that can guide them in a natural way Mm -hmm. and support them in that way. So to find out about what you do and to go onto one of your courses, how can they get in touch with you? Sure. So you can find me at lovingmytemple.com. You can also find me on Instagram, Navasimka. That's N-A-V-A-S-I-M-K-A-H. You can also find me on Facebook at lovingmytemple.com. And I respond to every message. It is me. So uh, come send me a message and I'll be happy to talk with you. Thank you. I've actually learned a lot today from you about natural remedies. As I said at the beginning, I'm very careful about what I put in my body holistically and yeah, I, I really support what you're doing. So I hope Thank that so much. the mums listening to this will get a, a good insight of different ways they can do it. And if they want to get in touch with you, they know how to do that. Yes, and I'm happy to serve. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Well, likewise, I've enjoyed talking to you too. If you've recently had your baby, then you'll find Nava's tips extremely helpful particularly if your little one is experiencing any problems or reactions following their feedings. Nava has a lot to share and you'll find out more about her and how she can help you via her website, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest and YouTube channel. I've included links in the show notes at mybabymassage.net forward slash podcast forward slash zero four six. Please help me spread the word to other mums by rating and reviewing my podcast on Apple Podcasts. This helps me support more mums, just like you, for a smooth journey into the exciting world of parenthood. I am really passionate about First Time Mums Chat and providing a weekly resource that helps parents who are new to the whole world of parenting, and I want to hear from you. I warmly welcome questions and feedback and comments on my podcast episodes. I am always on the lookout to interview mums who are doing amazing things. Now, if you're looking for ways to experience less crying, less stress and have a happier, more content little one and household, I've got just a thing. Just go here to get your hands on my free cheat sheet and start implementing the techniques now.
mybabymassage.net forward slash baby massage routines. So please reach out by sending me an email at support at mybabymassage.net. And once again, thank you so much for listening.